Our friend Bill English is back from BibleandBusiness.com. Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, Carmen. How are you? I'm well. I'm going to read you three key points from a uh, Psychology Today piece that just dropped. One in five U.S. employees report working in a toxic environment. Workers in toxic environments are twice as likely to report fair or poor mental health. And only 43% of employees um, actually have health insurance with coverage for mental health and substance abuse disorders. So not getting into the insurance concerns here so much, but at least 20% of us work in toxic environments um, more like you know, more like 25% of us, right, um, talk about working working for a difficult boss. So there's a lot of folks listening right now who work for a difficult boss. Could you, could you speak to them? Yeah, uh, it, it's not uncommon to have a difficult boss. Uh, difficult bosses uh, tend to be highly emotional. They can uh, be erratic. Moody is what some people would describe them. Uh, they can fly off on a rage. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> the thing about difficult bosses is that maybe 90, 95% of the time, these highly talented, very successful people are really good to work with. But that 5 or 10% of the time when they flip into the difficult boss mode uh, is so negative that the, that that minority time outweighs the majority uh, time when it when it comes to working with them. In terms of how people experience their overall job satisfaction, job happiness, that kind of thing, and um, and so that this is this is not uncommon. It happens in churches, especially in larger churches with highly controlling senior pastors. It happens in ministries, and it happens in for-profit and nonprofit uh, corporations. Well, and it happens in government. Um, uh, I was thinking in preparation for this yeah. conversation, it's been like 10 days ago that, you know, President Biden has described, you know, like as an old yeller. Uh, I mean, people don't want to meet with him behind closed doors. They don't want to be with him behind closed doors by themselves. They avoid meeting with him alone. That sounds like a difficult boss. Um, so let's let's put ourselves in the shoes of one of those individuals. How, as a Christian, do I operate um as an employee with a difficult boss you know you you operate um well first of all you have to know that you are called to be in that job in order to stay in it and be successful because mm-hmm. these jobs these bosses are incredibly difficult uh to work with i've had people after publishing the book i've had people come up and say to me bill i was in this i was i worked with a difficult boss for 2 years or 3 years mm-hmm. And my spouse will keep, you know, will keep saying, why are you there? Why don't you leave? Please quit, you know? And they'd say, no, God wants me there. So uh, the first thing is you have to know that God has called you. The second thing uh, that I think you need is very is, is a little bit of a backbone here, and you need some very clear communication with your boss. You set boundaries around what your boss is allowed to uh, say to you, how your boss is allowed to treat you. And and then you back it up with uh, a lot of competence, if I can put it that way. These difficult bosses tend to be highly talented people who, um, like I said earlier, are very successful. They didn't get there by being slouches, right? They got there because they mm-hmm. know what they're doing and they know how to do it. And so uh, these bosses 
um, respect competence in the workplace. And so you you increase your professional uh, abilities, your your competence, you know what you're doing, you produce an excellent work product, which is exactly what Daniel did, by the way. And over time, your bosses will come to respect you and will treat you better than perhaps they treat other people on your team. So good. We're going to continue our conversation with Bill English here in just a moment. Do you have a difficult boss? Are you having a difficult time in work because of your difficult boss? Um, And we're going to talk about what it looks like to manage ourselves and then manage in every other uh, direction as well. And Daniel is the exemplar here. Um, Bill's new book, Working for a Difficult Boss, is is an examination of the life of Daniel. And so what can we learn from Daniel about working for a difficult boss? How to actually thrive um, by managing ourselves better. That's up next on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks so much for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Hey, I'm Susie Larson. Hey, if you enjoy what you're listening to here, would you consider subscribing to other great faith radio podcasts like mine? Search Susie Larson Live at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe and have a great day. Continuing our conversation with our friend Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We're talking about his new book, Working for a Difficult Boss. Um, And we have these life lessons from Daniel. So um, let's unpack this a little bit, uh, Bill. Talk with us about managing ourselves and how managing ourselves is really, really the key here to managing in every other direction. Yeah, this, you know, this actually uh, comes to me from Bowen Family Theory. Um, the audience, at least the audience in Missouri, we're, we're meeting each other for the first time. And I was a psychologist for a number of years, and now I, I work in business. Um, managing yourself is the way that you manage anxiety or tension in a relationship. Most people react to anger, to anxiety, to tension uh, emotionally. And and what he taught and what I believe, and it's baked into the book, you'll see it ambiently, is that the the more you manage yourself and manage yourself better, uh, the the less anxiety and tension that you will have in a relationship. And the reason for that is because when you manage yourself better, you tend to have more clear communication. You tend to think more clearly and more logically rather than emotionally. And you tend to um, uh, do it in such a way that you continue to show a basic amount of respect to the other person, even if they're not acting respectably, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, this harkens back a little bit to uh, 1 Peter 2, uh, verses 13 to 25, where where Peter talks about uh, submitting to authority, and when that authority asks you to sin, you obey God rather than the authority um, and in in that way, you are behaving commendably before God. All of that takes a, a certain amount of uh, of self management. You can't be acting out of emotion or rage or frustration or other things. Uh, you manage yourself better, and as a result, as a result, this, the the situation goes better for you. 
We talk about um, self-management. You know, there's the self-awareness component, I think, that's huge in this. And there's the that self-awareness is not just what I'm thinking and feeling, but then how to regulate um, my response. Um, I mean, how to like genuinely think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it and how that's going to affect others. And um, there's a lot of folks not operating out of yeah. that, sen- that, that sense of how powerful I am just by my physical presence in a space and what's going on in me. Like, right, my, my emotions are contagious. Can be, yeah, in, in, in both ways. And so yeah. the Spirit of God lives in us. And so when we're in a situation, we are bringing Christ into that situation, like you said, by our mere presence. So one of the things that I try to coach people on when they're highly, when, when things get kind of highly emotional, uh, you have to be internally honest with yourself about what you're feeling. But then you kind of, in terms of reacting or thinking about how you're going to say things, you kind of slow down. Mm. Slow down is the part here. And you, you think through just for half a second or a second, maybe two, how you're going to say things or what you're going to say. And then you, and, and then you respond more out of reason than you do out of emotion. It's it's that emotional response, Carmen, that that entraps people into saying things that they shouldn't say. And the the enemy prompts us to sin, basically. And uh and then and after we're trapped, and then backtracking, walking all that back becomes much, much more difficult. Mm, so good. Um, we don't have time to totally unpack managing down, managing out, managing up, obviously. Um, but, right. but maybe address one of those. Maybe, um, maybe address managing up because if I'm working for a difficult boss, there's obviously, you know, that upward direction is what I'm concerned about for sure. Yeah. Managing up in my book means understanding how your boss is measured, what your boss is bonused on or what your boss um, is really interested in and then aligning some, not all, but some of your activities and cycles with what will help your boss achieve his or her goals. Uh, not a lot of people think about um, uh, getting to know their boss well enough that they understand the boss's um, uh, agendas, the boss's uh, what's going on in their day kind of thing. But when you take a long step back and you look at what stewardship actually is, it's not, it's not, it's so much more than, than good money management. Stewardship at its core is about understanding the master's intentions and agendas for what the master has entrusted to you. And so, uh, just like, um, we try to get to know the heart of God so that we can uh, faithfully represent him and faithfully carry out his agenda on this earth. Managing up in the business world means getting to know your boss well enough that you're actually helping your boss succeed. And I promise you, when you do that, the dynamic between you and your boss will fundamentally change, and that difficult boss may not be as difficult to you moving forward. And what is my boss measuring and how is my boss being measured? What do they value? What are they trying to achieve? How can I help them um, achieve that? Those are all, those, those are so good. Those are all so good. 
Um, Bill, thank you as always so much. Um, Bill's got a ton of stuff that he is working on and, uh, and podcasts that he's posting on a YouTube channel. You can connect with all of it at bibleandbusiness.com. Consider joining him specifically on YouTube, Bible and Business. Again, Bill, thanks so much today for being with us. You bet, Carmen. You have a good day. Thank you. You too. Absolutely. All right. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Let's take a moment to uh, hear Breakpoint with John Stone Street. 